up, everybody, and welcome back to Pace the Nation, broadcasting from Studio 1A in Clarendon, Virginia. We are back, episode 38. I'm your host, Chris Farley. Alongside me, to my right, as always, is Joanna E. Russo. Joanna, what's up? Chris, I think I might have a new career path. A new career path? No. Yeah. Well, now that Catherine Smith is going to be a full-time assistant coach for the Buffalo Bills, I figure I can be a female NFL coach, too. Wow. Look at that. She brings the heat with the sports knowledge right off the bat. Impressive. I I didn't even know what you were talking about at at first, but of course I did know. Mm -hmm. Uh, I do know who Catherine Smith is, and she is like the first official female coach in the NFL. So maybe, maybe that's that's in the cards for you uh, in the future. I doubt it, but maybe. I'd have to learn something about football, yeah, I think, first. <laughs> also, to my left, of course, is our other co-host, William E. Docs. Docs, what's up? Get in line, Joanna. <laughs> he wanted to be a... De- I think Docs wanted to be a defensive coordinator at one point. Mm-hmm. Well, she's special teams, right? Yeah. Look, wow. You, you you literally did your research just to impress us, impress <laughs> us right? Show off here. Uh, no, but at one point, I do remember Docs um, was... was going to apply for the Philadelphia Eagles defensive coordinator job. I, I wanted to tutor underneath my hero, Jim Johnson. <laughs> yep. Uh, Jim Johnson, the defensive coordinator, he unfortunately passed away right. uh, um, some years ago, but uh, I thought that, that what he was doing, um, nobody else was doing, and he had figured out defenses. It was It was a work of art. Right, uh, and I I wanted to learn under him. I don't, yeah. don't want to work for like a, a, a Rex Ryan or something like this. Um, you know, I was very specific about wanting to um, work under Jim Johnson, be a Jim Johnson disciple, protege. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, that was probably about a half dozen years ago. I remember it clearly. I'm sorry that you never did that, but I know. had you been a defensive coordinator, probably this show would not be in its current. Mm-hmm. Uh, state right now with you on it so so i hope that offers you some solace <laughs> mm, i think the rest of my life would probably be better <laughs> well docs as as we hear from you here you sound a little si- under the weather man you got me sick <laughs> uh yeah we we did have a little uh joiner we had a little kai shy get together on on saturday what was the occasion uh you know we do an annual gift give for the holidays Mm-hmm. We try to do it after the holidays because uh, it's easier for everybody to get together. So we mm-hmm. had about a dozen guys get together. Over well, it's still a holiday. House. Martin Luther King. That's true. Junior. That's yeah. a big gift giving uh, <laughs> weekend. <laughs> it is. And I was sick, but uh, I soldiered through and made it all about me because apparently I might have gotten Doc sick. Well, you know, the the reason why people say don't show up to work when you're sick is not because... Uh, they care about you. They don't right. want you to get the rest of the workforce sick. That's true. That's uh, true. That's why you keep your kids at home when they're sick. Uh, it's it's because you don't want to get the rest of the school sick. True. Uh, but heaven forbid you miss out on your opportunity to drink three it's Miller Lights. It's one time a year, Docs. I wasn't going Wait, to. Wait, so is the it. rest of Kaishai sick as well? I don't know. I haven't I have talked a, to him. Yeah. I have a weak immune system. We We... You know, we we see them on Saturday night, and some some guys got together on Sunday as well. But 
I've I've kind of uh, haven't haven't been in touch with them. Actually, since, so uh, maybe no, they are. Nobody's been talking because everybody's been sick. Yeah, <laughs> Um, I have some follow up questions. Yeah. So in this gift exchange, I mean, do all of you get each other gifts? Is this like a Yankee swap? Do you pick names out of a hat beforehand? How does this work? I think it's Yankee swap. That's correct. Yeah. I was going to jump in right away and say yeah. Yankee swap, but I was like, ooh, I want to see what Farley well, yeah, thinks it yeah. is. It is a Yankee swap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and does does it get pretty heated? Um, my, I mean, my family does Yankee Swap yeah. in addition to regular Christmas gifts, and uh, sometimes it can get a little heated. Yeah, I, because uh, I had a one guy brought a a jacket, a track, a Virginia track, track and field. Um, was it the jacket? The pants, like the elastic in the pants, were worn <laughs> out. So right. Uh, but the wait, can I again? Is this um? Do you is there like a dollar limit for what you buy, or is it some of these Yankee swaps? The rules are yeah. like it has to be a found gift, so you can't spend any money no, on it. No, thirty five so bucks. Thirty five bucks. Okay. I uh, I I bought an iPod. Um, <laughs> he didn't. The, no, that's an, an office joke. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Sorry. The uh, uh, but. Actually, I guess one guy gets away with uh, it, it's it's like the thirty dollar thirty thirty five dollar range, um, but one guy brought a, a, a Virginia track and field. It's like an Adidas warm up. But where did he get that from? It was his. So I mean, oh. he didn't spend any money on it, but it was the most coveted give. Uh, well, give he did. He did spend money on it because uh, yeah, we, we bought them when <laughs> when. Uh, so it was it was like old gear. Mm-hmm. So it was it was um, retro. But no, I mean it was old when when we were in school. They they sold the old gear from the inventory mm-hmm. when we got new warm ups. So um How much did he pay back in those days? Yeah. It's probably like five bucks. Yeah. But probably. but uh that's thirty five dollars these days. Yeah, it's appreciated it was, in value. Yeah. yeah. So I mean he brought that and that was a that was a hot sought after item. Mm-hmm. Um and this because you interrupted with three new questions yeah. i just want to make sure that the listeners know that the original question was did it get heated yeah uh, so there was a point where i was in possession of that gift mm-hmm. and somebody wanted to try it on before stealing it mm-hmm. yeah and i said no you you can steal it uh and try it on or you can just look at it from afar <laughs> and decide if you want it uh and it, that didn't sit well with him and a Yankee swap, for those who don't know, is basically you you go in order and you can steal a gift, and if you steal it three times, well, uh, that's a that's our rule. Our rule. Yeah, okay. there there's ha- different there's house rules no, no, for mm-hmm. Yankee swaps. But basically, you can steal gifts, and you go in you go you pick numbers, you go in order. You you yeah. can either open a gift in the middle yeah. or steal a gift for, that's already been opened. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the basic premise. But it's a it's a fun time and. Mm-hmm. Uh, a listener brought uh, a listener of the show. He, he um, did listen- he bring stickers? Listener Tim. No, he didn't. But it was Tim who who had the. Uh, oh yeah, we've got to get to him some stickers. But he he uh, brought the the most coveted gift, the vintage UVA tracksuit. Yeah, and so that was wh- who that ended was up with the, the tracksuit. That was one of the highlighted gifts. Mm. That's a good question. I think it might have been Raymond. Yeah, Raymond got. I it. think he the, did. He was yeah. to my right. Mm. Right. Um, Anything else on the Yankee swap? No, I think I'm. Yeah, I my think questions are been I think satisfied. We're, we're fu- we've fully uh, covered that topic. Uh, big show today, guys. Uh, today Wait. we're gonna we're gonna have. We uh, did. <laughs> we're gonna have. No, it's Anything else? Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. I wore a tuxedo and a yeah. Ronald Reagan mask to the bowling alley. We're not <laughs> right. gonna talk about that. Right. He did. Wait, you guys went bowling. We went bowling yeah. as part of the day. Okay. And it, we tweeted this was out. a whole day. 
Yeah. Oh, it was a whole day. Well, you had people coming in from out of town. Yeah, out oh, of town, okay. and yeah. So is there's an agenda? Do you guys oh, yeah. like mm-hmm. you, you like hand out an itinerary yep. of, of things that people have to show? And I usually to? announce it at the beginning of the, the whole thing. That I makes, let everybody yeah, know. That makes yeah. As if I do. as if you were there at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. Who showed up after you? How uh, many people? There one? was three or four. One yeah, person. There was three or four. Carnahan and Matthews. So that's two. Uh, I wouldn't hang my hat <laughs> on being <laughs> so earlier. So do than people them. drop in and out throughout the day, or is it from? No, once most, you show up, you're, 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 you're obligated. But so like eight a.m. until like two a.m. Yeah, it's or? two to two. Okay. Or so. But Doc's brought it. He uh, wore a tuxedo and a Ronald Reagan mask, mm-hmm. and he was bowling in that. And actually, did better bowling with the tuxedo and a Re- Re- Ronald Reagan mask than he did. Without it, no. So. I I did better left-handed. Oh, you did better left-handed. That's right, yeah. offhand. Yeah, yeah. No, and you can see that on our Pace the Nation account uh, <laughs> at Pace the Nation. Yeah, there's a, that was the reason I brought it up. Mm-hmm. You tweeted that Good out, point. and then I thought, may, I think people think that you just see some random guy <laughs> no. wearing a Ron, right. you know dressed up like Ronald Reagan. Right. Uh, they don't get that that really is a hoax. Docs. Yeah, yeah, that docs. really was yeah. Docs. And the decision going into this yep. was what my instructions last week. Everything I do when I decide, is it good for the podcast? That's great. And my decision, because I was on the fence about whether or not I was going to wear a tuxedo uh, to go bowling. And then I was like, you know what? That's good for the podcast. I'll do it. It was. So I was going to be damned if we weren't going to talk about <laughs> it. I'm glad, glad we got it in. I, yeah, all right. I had notes to, to talk about that because we did tweet it out. Oh, you did? Uh we did we did tweet it out. Okay. Uh, so, you know, it, it it I have to give you props. A tuxedo. Not everybody was in formal wear. Nobody else was. Mm-hmm. Actually, nobody else was. Everybody well, maybe was next dressed. year you need to have yeah, a dress code. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think Docs. I would say maybe. I would standard. say UVA tracksuits next yeah, year. <laughs> I think so. Uh, so now we have fully covered that topic. A big show today, guys. Uh, today we are going to be joined by a couple of guests. Uh, Steve Lyko, the director of social media for Pacers Running and Pace the Nation. He's going to come in studio and plug a couple events that we have coming up. Uh, I have a story to tell, unrelated to, to, to running, but I want to hear your guys' feedback on it. Uh, Joanna also has a story. Mm-hmm. Those are always riveting. Uh, we also are going to be joined by Dixon Mercer. Uh, he's the senior editor for Run Washington. Uh, he's going to join us to talk about the Olympic marathon trials that come up February 13th. And Dixon will be there, as will Joanna. Uh, and, and Charlie Ban. And Charlie Ban as well, and, and, and L.A. So we'll talk to Dixon, who's doing a, a whole feature story about the Olympic trials uh, in the next edition of Run Washington. Of course, we've got the tweets of the week. We've got the in the news section. And I've threatened it the last two weeks, but... Today we will get to Clarendon Construction because uh, we've got some updates there. Our last week, since we didn't get to it, I just edited it out of the uh, oh, intro. He did. Yeah, he <laughs> did. So okay. people would be like, "Well, you didn't threaten it last week." That's because that was <laughs> that made it the cutting room floor. That's why Docs is a professional. Mm-hmm. Well done. Well, I would argue that professionals get paid. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to take a quick break, and next we're going to be joined by Steve Lyko, Director of Social Media for Pacers Running and Pace the Nation, after this. Welcome back to the program. Now happy to be joined by, I believe, a former guest, Steve Lyko. He's the Director of Social Media 
For Pacers Running and Pace Nation, Steve, what's up, man? It's nice to be back. I've had a few words on the podcast. Yeah, I think you've I've never he's, truly been a guest. He's yeah, snuck okay. on the podcast. I don't yeah. know if you could call him a guest. Okay. I've been in the room before. Well, he's a, he is behind the scenes. He is a strong contributor, and we appreciate all your hard work. Um, you do all the uh, posts for uh, Pacers Running, mostly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, you do the pictures. Uh, you're like a professional photographer, right? <laughs> oh, you pay him for that? Oh, do I? Does <laughs> he get paid for that? That's part of his job. Okay. Right? Yeah. Um, uh, just distinguishing well, between him and me right, at, at this point. He's a schooled. Both, I mean, both described as professionals. Well, you, you have taken courses in photography, I'm sure. Yeah, I've taken two. See? You <laughs> haven't taken courses in podcasting. Do they have those? Podcasting or, I don't know, editing. Tox, or... why didn't you major in podcasting? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that he'd be paid. Uh, no, so, he, uh, but Steve is, is a jack of all trades, and you can find him in uh, the 14th Street store and other stores uh, around town. So, big snow tomorrow, uh, Steve. Um, probably a chance to get some good shots out there, right? Yeah, there should be some good ones. I usually try and get out and run uh, whenever it snows like that, uh, run down to the mall. Yeah, we you guys did a few. You also um, run with a lot of the fun run groups. You did you did a, a pretty cool run, and we probably should do something on Saturday, right? Yeah, we should definitely get something going. Well, I was thinking either run a, a, underneath the Whitehurst uh, back and forth, maybe for like what do you guys think? Twelve hours underneath the Whitehurst. Join uh-huh. me whenever. You know, are you going to run all those twelve well, hours? Well, you know, I'll get me and you run a lot, and Walter and. You know, a few Pacers employees. I think we could cobble it all together and do some sort of relay. That the Gutentag run. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a long long story. <laughs> I just we, I'll explain that at the uh, at the next happy hour. But uh, last year, you guys, would you run downtown? Run in the middle of the roads? Uh, that was a couple years ago. When okay. The first snow Mageddon came through here. That's okay. actually I know Joanna from way back when. That's true. Okay. Yeah. So there, you know, there'll, there'll be some good opportunities. So stay tuned. Even though this po- this show mm-hmm. is going to post on Monday, but uh, stay tuned to our Twitter. Well, it's a mystery to us, but our listeners already know. Yeah, they already know what happened. I yeah. I was thinking about that at the intro too. This is this is another yet another one of these shows where where we're all excited and right. anticipating so- an event, something happening, um, and. By the time it posts, it's already old already news. Already have happened, right? Already right. old news. Don't you think we need a live show? Yeah, we, we do. should do. We should do like on Blab or something like that. You know, with like one of these, uh, so so people can can tune in and watch us record. Watch us? Yeah, like a video, like a yeah. Blab or Periscope. 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 Yeah. Well, we'll get our social. Do you have media to pay for Periscope? It. I'm not sure. Well, you look into Maybe that. by Monday we'll know. Yeah, by, mon- <laughs> but by yeah. Monday we'll have probably a lot of fun runs from the stores or underneath Whitehurst or a 24-hour, I mean a 12-hour relay underneath Whitehurst. Whitehurst is a great, by the way, Whitehurst is a great spot to run when it snows. Yeah. You can go back and forth for about 800 meters, and it could be pelting the nation's capital with snow, and you'd be running under there and... You'd be pretty much protected from everything. A and little wind comes in, but right. And there's very little traffic because people in right. DC do not like to leave their house when it snows. Mm-hmm. Well, well, the way her well underneath the Whitehurst is not well traveled anyway. Mm-hmm. It's not, and I think I sense some sarcasm there because the traffic no. last night was awful. Well, uh, it was awful because it was unexpected. Right, but when the traffic expected, was unexpected, people will be. The weather was unexpected. Yeah, people will be uh, in their houses, and so Whitehurst is a great spot, but. 
Also, you guys just ran from the stores last year or t- two years ago, right? Yeah, so we had just uh, we had done the run. Usually, when it's that bad, particularly on the weekends, mm-hmm. uh, you can more or less just run down the middle of the streets uh, or down the sidewalks, and it's pretty empty. That right after it snows. Yeah, when you the know, snow is still fresh, it's really nice yeah. to run in. It's after it gets pounded down and turns to ice that it is not fun. Next few days after are usually pretty terrible. Yeah, but the day that it's snowing, it's gorgeous. Like that's the day you have to go out there and run. Well, those are the type of events Steve's uh, a part of and helps put on with with Pacers. Uh, a couple other things going on. Uh, let's start with um, what's going on with the uh, Pacers running track workout that leads into the, uh, the, the Pace the Nation happy hour. Yeah, so among the many fun runs that we do, uh, out of the 14th Street store, we now have three a week. Uh, and in a way to try and diversify it, we decided to start making our Thursday workout a uh, track workout. Okay. Uh, so on Mondays and Tuesdays, we go for a typical long run. But on Thursdays, we've been starting at the store and then run over to Banneker Track. Um, and it winds up being one of the workouts that um, I often sense when I tell people about it, they're a little apprehensive about. Um, but tends to be the workout that most people are the most excited about once they've shown up and done it. Um, what because, kind of, well, for example, what kind of workout are you talking uh, about? So we, in general, we just try and go through all the different workouts you can do as a track workout so sometimes it's just 400 meter repeats or 800 meter repeats uh for anyone who doesn't do track workouts uh that'd be a quarter of a mile or half a mile mm-hmm. um, kind one of lap or two laps yep um sometimes we'll do it as a ladder or a pyramid um so mm-hmm. you're kind of doing different distances and building up your distance uh, more than conversely like descending those distances right um, but just trying to give people an introduction to all the things that they often read about uh, and what they should do doing for their training adding in that speed work uh, but then if they hadn't run in high school or college often don't know how to approach that um, and I think for a lot of people they find it to be really fun because we're on a six mile run or a five mile run you tend to go out and you break up into different pace groups and you don't mm-hmm. see each, you see each other before the run and you don't see each other until you finish. Right. Uh, with the track workout, because you're in one space, you're constantly going around. Um, and so the fast group might be going out and you'll see them go by um, and everybody's cheering for each other or one of the other groups will go by as they're kind of doing their cool down lap. And so it's actually much more, um, uh, it's a much more involved group. And it, and another thing is like doing track workouts by yourself versus doing track oh, workouts yeah. with with other people. Uh, there's no no, no comparison, comparison. Mm-hmm. no doubt. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, in, in a good way. In a good way. Yeah, in a good like, way. I can't get out to do a track workout if I don't have somebody to do it. Well, it's that so. much more motivating, and I find um, even if I go and run with people, I almost always am putting down better times, more consistent times when I'm running with people, even if I'm not actually running with them. You could be doing two totally different workouts and just knowing that someone else I know is on the track um, and mm-hmm. could sort of see me doing my workouts. It's, it's motivating. Yeah. So this week, January 28th, Thursday, uh, tell us what's going on that particular day with track workout and an event afterwards. So we're going to try and tie in. Uh, we're going to invite the Pace the Nation nation. There we go. To come out and join us. Are you us ready for the, for the nation? This is- Who's, whose fan club is Pace the Nation Nation? Is that King's fan club or is that <laughs> Satya's fan club? Yeah, I don't know. They might have to uh, meet at the uh, happy hour and duel for we'll, it. We'll meet on some neutral ground and yeah. meet on the track. <laughs> meet on the track, yeah. yeah. 400 to decide it all. <laughs> right. Um, so we've got that track workout. Yeah, so if people want to come out and make that the first Pace the Nation fun run. Uh, You can join us at 14th Street at 7 o'clock. We'll jog over to the track. Uh, We'll do our workout. 
And then afterwards, uh, just after most of our workouts, we usually go out for a drink. Yep. Um, and so to tie in with the happy hour, uh, if people want to go out, uh, one of our fun runners is uh, helped to reopen Duffy's. Oh, which right is about on. halfway between the track and the store. Okay. It's by the 930 Club. It's pretty close to the 930 Club. Oh, we know who owns that. Used to. Used to, right. Lots of callbacks on this episode. Right. Yes, <laughs> indeed. Yep. Okay. Um, so people can either join us at Duffy's. Uh, we'll have a room in the back. Or they can do the track workout. And uh, they'll actually shuttle our bags over so that after the track workout, your bags will already be at the at the bar. You can hang out for the Pace the Nation happy hour. Okay, this is awesome. And enjoy the Edison bulbs. And in the Edison bulbs at Duffy's? There are Edison bulbs at Duffy's? I'm just trying to throw in some more throwbacks. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, this is awesome. The track workout sounds amazing. Not required. For everybody listening, not required. We encourage you to do it. Duffy's afterwards, Pace the Nation happy hour, definitely required. So, uh, we finally have our room in the back. Mm-hmm. Roped off, VIP area. And we have stickers. Stickers to hand out. I mean, this is like a legit <laughs> happy hour this time. So this, this one is, is a, a big can't happy miss. hour. This is a big deal. Mm-hmm. I can't make it. You you, you can't? <laughs> I'm not sure if he... I can never... I Wait, can, are you going on vacation? I'm, I'll book my vacation next week. <laughs> I can never, never... Especially, I can't. I can't see his facial expressions because his beard is so bushy. <laughs> I can't tell whether he's kidding or not. Or is it? Yeah. Or is it? Good. Good point. You might be able to find that out, January twenty eighth. But January twenty eighth, Duffy's. Let's start the happy hour. You know, I don't know, seven thirty. Does that sound good? Throwing it out there. The track workout won't be done yet, but those folks will trickle in, and their bags will be shuttled to Duffy's, which is pretty cool stuff. So uh, you can bring an extra change of clothes, um, run over, uh, jog over to Duffy's afterwards, and have a cold Miller Lite uh, with the rest of the nation. Or a Shandy. Nation. Or a or Shandy. shandy. Yeah. Nice. Or a shandy. Yeah, if you do decide to show up Chris Farley style in your running clothes, yeah. you'll be in good company since everyone yeah, else will be joining from so the run as well. So you won't stand out. So, so I'm looking at you, Nicholas Blake. You can get your run in and... Drink a shandy with Chris Farley. (laughs) You can come to the happy hour. And talk about Star Wars. (laughs) All of the above. Oh, I do have a Star Wars question for Nicholas Blake. Okay, so Nicholas... Well, he tweeted out to Serial, seeing if they understood the Star Wars reference. I want to know why I I didn't pick up on that when I listened to Serial, so... uh, Please come to the happy hour and explain that tweet. exactly. So we need uh, him and everybody else who listens at the happy hour. Again, Duffy's, January 28th, 7.30. We will be there. Track workout starts at Banneker Park at 7 o'clock. You can run from the store when again, Steve? So we'll meet at the store at 7. Meet at the store at 7. I mean, you can meet at the track as well. We usually get there around 7.15. Yep. Uh, It's usually about 45 minutes on the track. We get to Duffy's a little after 8. Perfect. Um, So I will uh, try to do all the above. I can't wait going to be a great happy hour and that's thursday january 28th yes i love the uh, reiteration of that that particular date Make february sure. 28th <laughs> january 28th hey don't don't muddy the waters here mm. Fox. um steve anything else that you wanted to come in and plug um, uh, i mean in general we've just got uh, our fun runs whether it be from the 14th street store or from any of the other stores uh i actually got started through pacers because of the fun runs mm-hmm. um i think it's really a fantastic way to 
really get back into running if you had a little bit of time off or have been running on your own and just need a little bit more motivation or just want to change things up. That's a good way to make friends. That's how Steve and I became friends. Tuesday, Thursday, 7 p.m. And a lot of other options on 14th and all that is on runpacers.com. That's correct. All right, Steve. Uh, keep up the good work for us. Um, you know, I'd, I'd always like to see a couple few more tweets from uh, Pace Nation. You know, we so you, we, we, can, uh, we can make sure that uh, we can put some pressure on you to do that. No, but I appreciate all the work you do for us plugging the show. Uh, we couldn't get his tra- the traction like we do without your help. So thanks a lot, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, that's Steve Lyko. We're going to take a quick break, and next we're going to be joined by Dixon Mercer. He's going to join us to talk about the Olympic Marathon Trials. He's the senior editor for Run Washington. He'll join us after this. And welcome back to the program now. Excited to be joined by the senior editor of Run Washington. It's Dixon Mercer. Dixon, what's up, man? Hey, what's up, Chris? How are you? I am Thanks well. Thanks for joining us. Now, you are um, out of town in Atlanta with your other uh, day job and mm-hmm. hoping to get back in town. When's your flight? Uh, my flight is at 8 o'clock tonight. All right. So you got about 30 minutes with us as we broadcast here on th- uh, on Thursday night. Um, yep. So we will we will get right into it, man. Um you you've done uh, a number of feature stories, and, and this latest feature story is going to be all about <laughs> – uh, the Olympic trial. So that's what we're going to talk mostly about today. Um, but I wanted to kind of get your background a- as a runner. What are you currently running? You run running marathons, road races. What are you doing? Yeah, um, I uh, you know I run for um, you know the new um, uh, Pacers uh, GRC New Balance uh, Running Club. That's right. And we <laughs> broke we broke the news on uh, Pace the Nation a couple weeks ago that that. That we have uh, a new partnership with with GRC, yeah, man. So you run for that squad, right? I do, um, and that was you know a really exciting piece of news. I've been running with them since um, 2009, uh, since I moved to uh, DC, and um, my, you know my passion is definitely the marathon. Um, mm-hmm. Though um, you know I've also taken a break from it um, in recent years and done some you know different stuff, shorter road races, some track, um, and then uh, you know I ran. Um, Came back to Marine Corps Marathon and ran 2:34 with 17th um, wow. in the fall, and now I'm gonna maybe take a crack at a PR at a grandma's. Try to go under 2:29. Nice. How how many marathons have you run? I have run 15. 15. They definitely, wow. um, they add up very quickly. <laughs> they do. Which is your favorite? Um, my favorite, um, you know, uh, uh, Boston is is really yeah. a special. Um, but, you know, I have to say, um, I really, really love the Marine Corps Marathon. Um, and uh, it's a really, I just thought it was a really powerful race um, to be able to run, like, on your home turf like that. Um, you know, the the spirit of the military, yeah. the um, the battles out at hands point. Um, you know, being able to have, like, all my teammates out there watching me. Um, you know, we used to have a real tradition in the D.C. area of, like, local guys running the Marine Corps Marathon. I think we've kind of gotten away from that, and I kind of would like to actually be sort of a proponent of uh, getting back towards that. I love it. Let's start the uh, official movement, man. Starting today, I'm or, running Marine Corps. Docs, you in? Or more accurately, starting the movement on Monday, Monday. because that's when the <laughs> show drops. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Monday is plenty of time. <laughs> All right, perfect. Okay. All right, well, good that you are a marathoner, so you have some good context for talking to these guys. Uh, your role as a senior editor for uh, Run Washington. Uh, 
Talk about that real quick. Yeah, um, I've been writing for um, Run Washington uh, bef- before it was rebranded, actually, as Washington Running Report, mm-hmm. starting in 2010. Um, and, uh, you know, I've always done kind of a combination of um, writing for the magazine and, and copy editing, uh, assisting um, as needed. You know, right now I try to support Charlie as much as I can. You know, Charlie is just an amazing workhorse for that job. Yeah. Um, you know, just puts his heart and soul into it. Um I try to support him as much as I can, but to be honest, it's, it's he puts in a level of um, dedication unmatched. to it. Unmatched. Uh, it's true, Un- man. Unmatched, yeah. 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 Um, but, you know, I, I pretty much have been writing, you know, uh, at least one story per issue and, and helping out with copy editing. So, and, uh, yeah. So this this story, uh, how did, the, what, what did this, was this one of your favorites that you've done? Uh, this one, it was a, um, definitely one of my favorites that I've done. Um I think especially because, to me, you know, this story really shows that um, we are really experiencing a our own running boom in Washington, D.C., I think, um, just in terms of, like, the caliber, caliber of runners that are in D.C. right now and, like, the depth. Um, you know, I don't – I did pretty extensive research going back to, you know, the first trials in 1968 and um, – Colorado and of course the first women's trials was in 1984 and there's never been a time when we've had this much representation in the Olympic trials. Wow. Um, and how many, how many, so how many people do we have from this DC area that you, that you covered in this, in this story? Right. And, and so like, this is still keeping like a pretty like local focus, like Mm -hmm. not even going out too regionally. Um, you know, by my count, we have, um, we have 10 athletes. Wow. Um, yeah, three three men and seven women. All right, seven women. Can you name them all? I'm putting you on the spot here, man. Yeah, I will try to name them all, and um, you know, and I, I don't have my notes with me too, so we'll see if I can do this. But yeah. essentially, um, in and you know, and we can confirm just just for the record, we yep. can confirm uh, that you don't have your notes in front of you, uh, <laughs> even though this is a phone call. <laughs> yes, right, yeah. right. So, um, you know, essentially, we have a. Um, you know, a professional training group that's set up in Silver Spring, um, sponsored by Mizuno, um, and that's Serena Burwa. She lives in Stafford. Mm-hmm. And um, then we have Megan Christian and um, Lindsay Flanagan. So we have our own Flanagan in this trial. You know, it's not just Lane Flanagan. We have Lindsay Flanagan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and Serena Burwa essentially is the number five seed in the trial. She has a 228.01 PR. And she actually often commutes into Silver Spring to train with those two ladies, and they do their training together in Silver Spring. And you kind of um, labeled them as, you know, those are the guys who are kind of the contenders who, you know, I would, nobody would call them favorites, but uh, no one would be blown away if they actually made a podium spot. No, I, I definitely think they are contenders for that third spot. I mean, in the women's race, you know, you basically have Shalane Flanagan and Desi Davila, and I really think it's pretty wide open for that third spot. Um, you know, Serena, obviously, she has that 228PR, um, and she's the national champion in the half marathon. Wow. Um, and then, you know, you think of um, Lindsay and uh, Megan. I mean, their debuts are 233, but, um, you know, Lindsay ran an amazing race at Pan Am Games in terrible weather to finish um, third in, in 236 and get, getting the bronze, the first woman to do that um, in 20 years. Wow. And, um, you know, 
very typically, even the professionals, they approach their first marathon more as an experience. And um, so who knows, you know, five, six, ten minute, ten minute improvement in their second and third marathon is not, not an unreal, unrealistic possibility. Wow. Um, all right. So then the next, next group of, of women, I'm again, putting mm-hmm. you on the spot to name all these folks. Yeah. And so, and I think we also have a pretty, another really legitimate contender actually, um, in us, Susanna Sullivan, and she is in Falls Church, um, mm-hmm. runs for car, um, training under George Buckheit. And, um, you know, she's someone, she actually ran, um, grew up in the area, went to George Mason high school and was a very good runner. And then her progress kind of stalled at Notre Dame. Um, she had a lot of injuries and she never quite fulfilled her promise. I mean, she was solid, but not, um, you know, certainly not like all American material, but the last couple of years she's completely taken off. And so, um, she ran her debut at grandma's in two thirty five, getting to eight standard. Wow. And, um, she just ran a huge PR and a half in Houston, running 112.56. Um, so she just ran a huge PR in the middle of marathon training. So, And she told me that you know her first marathon, she ran it pretty conservatively. So who knows? Like Maybe she can go in 2.32, and that puts her right in the hunt. All right, so there's Susanna. So we got four who uh, we mm-hmm. can all be excited about watching on February 13th. Uh, that that race will be broadcasted, so it's going to be um, everybody will will be able to see these uh, these runners uh, take their shot at the Olympic team. Uh, who else we got on the women's side? And not to right. imply that we're not excited about these either. Yeah, right. Of course, we are right. excited about the rest of the, the next three. Yeah, Farley. <laughs> oh, a- absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so uh, you know, there's Teal Burrell, and um, Teal Burrell runs for um, the uh, the GRC. And um, sorry to not do the full name right now. No, that's I'm all good. Rusty on saying the full name. That's good. Um, but um, you know, Teal is a pretty amazing story. Um, she is about as close to a pure marathoner as it gets. Um, Isn't it true she, that her first marathon yeah. was four oh seven? Yes. So her how do you? How, yeah. How do you get from four oh seven to going to the Olympic trials? Seriously. Well, you know, Teal ran that first 407. She was in college at the time, and it was just kind of something she checked off her list. You know, it wasn't, um, and she's like, okay, I achieved that life goal. I'm going to move on. And then it's kind of cool. Her and her sister were actually watching the trials in Boston in 08, and they just got this idea, like, let's just see how long we can, like, run alongside, like, the women of the race. And they lasted, like, 100 meters, you know. <laughs> but at that you know, and then at that time, Teal's thinking, well, you know, I kind of want to get back to running, you know. She's out of college. She's, like, working a job. Um, her future husband is, like, five or 600 miles away. She's, like, maintaining a long-distance relationship. And she's like, you know, I really need something else in my life. I'm going to get back to running. And it just, in her words, you know, she just continued to set one unre- unrealistic goal after another. You know, first it was sub three hours. Then it was qualify, well, qualify for Boston, sub three hours, win a small marathon. Check, check, check. Wow. And then she just decided to commit herself to the trials and she not only decided to do it she kind of put herself on the line by creating a blog miles to the trials which i think is really honestly one of the best running blogs out there and what she said my goal is to make the trials and i'm going to chronicle this entire journey and that's what she that did takes she went some guts to, uh, man to put yourself yeah, out there takes, like that it's awesome right and I, and I would say that you know um you know i always thought teal's blog was was really good and really inspiring but I personally, I didn't really see her as someone that would make the trials, you know, but 
the thing is, it's like the people who make the trials, it's like they don't listen to anyone else. They believe mm-hmm. they can do it. And, you know, so she went to um, the California National Marathon in 2014. Her PR at the time is like just under 120. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm going to run sub 243. I mean, you put that into a calculator. Yeah, it you, doesn't match it, up. Yeah. Right. And she did it. Yeah, and so her PR was 120, and for yeah the listeners, it's 120 for a half marathon. So for her to put together, what did she run? You said 243. 243. She ran a two sub 243. She ran ran around 242.20. Wow. And in, in that range, yeah. So to run 121 back to back after your PR is 120 is unheard of. Well, it seems right. like whatever she sets her mind to do, she does. So yeah. I, I guess she just she has should... to say she's making the Olympic team. And I would say, yeah, yeah we're higher see... expectations. <laughs> yeah. I think her expectations have been too low <laughs> yeah, right. up to this point. Uh, even making the team, why not just win? Like I, I would love to have a gold medal. Yeah, right. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I can guarantee you, you know, she's going to the trials not to try to repeat what she's done, but right. to, again set another really That's high awesome. goal for herself. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay, who else? Right, and then we had Emily Potter, who, this is actually Emily Potter. She lives in Alexandria. She's 36. This is actually her third trial. But I think this one is particularly impressive because she's now um, the mother of two very young girls, um, you know, roughly um, age like one and, and two or three. And she has basically been doing, I want to say, 80% of her training pushing a jogging stroller. Wow. So... Um, and that's, that's pretty much how she was training. And then, you know, she felt like she could do it in August and she went up to a marathon in Canada at the marathon and, um, just barely got under 242.56. So like right under, although subsequently, yeah. um, this, the standard was softened slightly, but at that time she was just under it. And, um, but you know, she won by like 18 minutes, you know, so it's like she didn't exactly have anyone to run with, um, but you, you said know, you said that was in Canada. Yeah, the Edmonton Marathon. In so Canada. maybe a metric marathon, Farley? No, it was a real deal. <laughs> okay. Trust me, I know Emily. <laughs> okay. it, she could. She's fast. She could run. Yeah, that, that uh, a real marathon okay. at that time. Yeah, it, it was a legit marathon. Yeah. Um, uh, my sources tell me, but um, <laughs> uh, you know, just and really, the only thing she's changed since making the trials is now she is like making sure she does like one workout. And one long run a week, like without the jogging stroller. But other than that, she's not really making any real changes because, like, her kids are our priority. And that's wow. what she's got to do. Now, is it true that she's going to have the jogging stroller in the <laughs> Olympic trials? Um, I don't know if that's if you're allowed to have a jogging stroller. Docs, they barely let you have a, mm-hmm. a, a uniform have, logo on your. Yeah, I, I doubt uh. they'll allow that. Okay. Well, we will we will be on the lookout, <laughs> and if you see one of the competitors with a jogging stroller, it's, it's probably probably Emily. Yeah, probably. probably yeah, so Emily. We'll, have to, we'll yeah. have to do our research. I'm not I'm not actually not sure what the women's um, <laughs> marathon record is. The jogging stroller. I I know the the men's. I'm actually not sure what the women's is. She's probably uh-huh. a strong contender for it. Uh, yeah. So does that do it for the women? I think we're missing one. Okay. Is that everyone, Dixon? Did we miss somebody? That is, yeah, and I, that is, and I'm actually realizing now that I think I may have. I think it might be nine, not ten. Nine, I, not ten. I, okay, perfect. Yeah. All right. So on the men's side. No, actually, we do have ten because we've got four men. Sorry yeah. about that. Okay. So um, on the on the men's side, a um, couple of, like really exciting storylines, in my opinion. Um, 
one, two of like our best local runners um, are essentially making their debut in the marathon at the trial. Right. Um, and uh, that is uh, Chris Kukowski and Carlos Jameson. And how can um, they do that? So, right. <laughs> you sound outraged. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> how do I get to the marathon trials without running a marathon? I want in on that. Oh, yeah. No, I hope I don't sound outraged. But, um, <laughs> you know, essentially, uh, you can qualify for the um, for the marathon uh, if you're for the men by running a sub-105 half marathon. And All that's right. how both of them did it. Chris has actually run two sub-105s, and Carlos ran um, – and qualified for the trials at the um, the Philadelphia Rock and Roll Half Marathon on Halloween. Wow! Um, running in like you know around like 104 mid around there. Wow! Um, so pretty exciting. I mean, to start with Carlos, um, Carlos is ran for American University. And, Go Eagles! Uh, he is a, a school teacher, um, phys ed teacher in DC, and you know he's a track guy. He ran um, 13:50 in the, this spring. Wow. And so um, for 5,000 and when he was, so when he like won the rock and roll DC half marathon in March, he was basically training for track and he won that in like 107. And then after track, he just decided like, okay, I'm going to really, really focus on hitting this half standard and, uh, you know, upped his mileage. Um, he says he run, he trains mostly in singles, like running every night after work. So he, he's doing like, over 100 miles a week, like 105 in singles. Um, so singles is, is one one run a day. So he's got to be one averaging, you know, 15 miles a, a, a run mm-hmm. and then a 20-mile long run or something. I'm glad you yeah. explained that. I thought that meant, like, just running one mile at a time. No. <laughs> no, no. So yeah. doing 115 yeah, he's, he's going, <laughs> different runs in the week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that's a, that's not a very that's kind of a controversial method of <laughs> right exactly <laughs> any 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 uh, Olympic trial qualifiers that are that are using that method of training. Uh, I, I don't know, but I only know the DC scene. Yeah, exactly. There's a bigger world out okay. there. Okay. <laughs> well, well, please, when you're out there reporting on the event, yeah. please ask uh, each runner. Right, don't ask, please. That's my yeah. first question. Right. Yeah. Great. Um, sorry, you know, that's that's sorry, that's what I do. I saw I derailed your answer. Yeah, I apologize. Yeah, yeah. All right, so oh, Car- no. so that's Carlos. Yeah, right. And then you know, Chris. I mean, Chris is essentially the the top runner in our area, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I really think that he is like you know the best runner around. Um, he won the Run Washington uh, runner rankings uh, title for this year. So and he's right. a former and podcast guest. Former podcast mm-hmm. guest. Yeah. Former podcast yep. guest. Yep. Yeah, that was a great podcast. Yeah, by the way. he he was a, he was a sneaky good guest. Um, very yeah. entertaining. Chris, Chris is a really nice guy. You know, mm-hmm. I ran um, um, Falmouth this summer, and I was like finishing my warm up, and I just hear someone come up behind me, and he's like, you know, just saying hi, and it was Chris. You know, yeah, and he's just he's a really good guy. Um, one of our, you know, like I said, one of our best athletes um, in the area. You know, he's run forty eight seventeen at Army to finish fourth, I think, which is one of the more notable mm-hmm. results. And so I know, he, you know, he doesn't consider himself. Um, a marathoner, um, you know, he really likes the short stuff. He really likes the track, but I'm really excited to see what he can do in the marathon. I think he can be a really good um, marathoner. And so, uh, you know, he's been, you know, training under Centro, just kind of saying that preparing for this race like he would any other, just trying to get be ready to be fresh and to compete. And um, definitely excited to see what he can do. Yeah, and on this um, show, he said he ran uh, over 25, 27, 27 mile 27 run. mile yeah. run, and mm-hmm. you know handled that distance fairly well. So I'm excited to see what he does as well. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, he said like both him and Carlos, you know, they had you know very sort of short moments of doubt where they wondered like, well, should I really make my debut in the marathon? But I both, I think they both realized that you know this is like a really incredible opportunity um, that only comes around every four years, um, and you never even know if it's going to come around again. Really, no and, doubt. Uh, they decided that you know they're gonna they're gonna go for it and see what they can do. All right, so that leaves with two more guys. Right. Um, and so we've got Tyler Andrews, um, who is uh, living in Alexandria. And Tyler, um, he's a, a pretty interesting story in that, um, you know, he ran at Tufts. He was never a superstar at Tufts, like D3, never made D3 All-American. But after college, he kind of like, reconnected with his high school coach. And um, he just works really, really, really hard. Um you know, he he will he will put in up to 160 miles a week. Wow. He will do um, he will do you know marathon length runs very very close to marathon pace on Christmas Day. He got up in the morning on Christmas Day and did a 42 kilometer so basically full distance marathon, basically with seven seven by five k like faster than race pace with like a k in between at like six flat pace. So wow. he basically ran a 2.18, which is like two minutes off his PR of 2.16 in training. And the kids um, couldn't open presents till he was done. <laughs> till he was, that's why he had to go so fast. Yeah. Wow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, an incredible run. That was like his, yeah. I guess that was like his gift to himself on, on Christmas <laughs> was doing that workout. Merry Christmas. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I think like he's definitely due for like a big, a big breakthrough. He's definitely in the best shape of his life. Um, you can say, like, people can say, wow, that's, maybe you're overdoing it with those workouts, but I think there's no question for him that doing workouts like that, being committed on that level, has, has totally, profoundly changed him as a runner. What know, do you, on a what, completely different level. What do you think it's going to take to make the Olympic team? 205 or something like that for the men? No, I, I think, um, I, I kind of think 209. Okay. 209, 210. Okay. Yeah, so it's going to take a big breakthrough for someone like Tyler or Chris or Carlos or uh, the next yeah. guy you got um, as well. But right, but I think at the same time that you know the other thing about the trials, it's like a really great opportunity. I mean, if you run, I definitely think you know I, I definitely don't think any of these guys are going there trying to run like two twenty. Like they're all going there, even the ones who didn't haven't said so outright. I could tell they're all like thinking like sub two fifteen. You know, uh -huh. and if you do that you know, you're potentially like top 20. That's also, that's a really big deal for you in terms of like being able to run, okay. um, you know, on the national stage, you know, like Ricky Flynn was our uh, sort of the top like regional guy. I mean, he's like way down in Southern Virginia, but he ran, you know, 213 of the last trials. He was 13th and that was a big moment for him. Yep. Um, it's going to be a big moment for all these guys, including your teammate, Kiernan O'Connor, uh, he's the last guy we wanted you to talk about. Oh, we were we were trying to make uh, Dixon guess uh, <laughs> oh, who the runners are. You just gave him one of the answers. <laughs> I think he knew his buddy was also uh, running yeah. as well. Yeah, I definitely certainly remembered Kieran O'Connor. Um, you know, Kieran is like a pretty amazing story. He ran in high school. He did not uh, run in college. Um, wow. Picked it up again after college and uh, had some success, and then he went to Cairo, Egypt, to do uh, graduate work, kind of came back. He had to kind of, like, start over. He kind of shows up at the GRC practice one day, and he's, like, wearing, like, basketball shorts <laughs> and doing 
And he does the workout in trainers. And I'm like, who is this guy, right? <laughs> um, and then, like, I start to do a little research on him. I see that, like, by my, according to my research, he had never, he had never raced wearing a shirt until he joined GRC and, and wore a singlet. Wow. Um, he basically only had one pair of running shorts, as, from what I could tell. Um, we went to Leesburg 20K together, and I actually, like, show him, like, I was like, here, and you go over there, you, like, look up your number. And, that's like, awesome. that's how you, like, yeah, he just, you know, so, um, you know, Charlie Ban and I, we, we started calling Karen the Root, um, kind of, like, after, like, Prefontaine. Right. He is just someone who has, like, just, he really does have, like, incredible talent. He's almost like a Billy Rogers and like, in the, in the kind of talent he has. And, um, that's uh, high praise. Con- wow. He just continues to like work harder and harder and kind of set the bar higher. And he has no idea really what his ceiling is. Like, that's kind of what's really interesting about Kieran. Like it, we really at this point have no idea what that kid's ceiling is. Um, and we've had some kind of interesting moments of practice recently where, you know, a lot of us are like, you know, we, we took our December, you know, we did our happy hours, we did our holiday parties, you know, started fresh in January, but these guys and the women too, they had to like train as hard as they could throughout this whole period. And so like Kieran shows up one of the first practices of the year and he's doing this monster workout. Right. And the rest of us had to like just jump in and help him like two laps at a time. But we're like running like full out to stay with him for two laps while he just keeps going and going and going and, <laughs> and going. And you guys are doing it relay style and he's <laughs> running the entire time. We're doing a relay style while he's <laughs> doing a 10 mile tempo. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So um, it's been pretty inspiring uh, to see him and I know he's got big goals for the trials. I think, like I said, that that's a, a really exciting part of the field we have that we not only have like a big representation, but everyone's going there with like very high goals to do very well. And it's going to be really exciting to see how they do. Well, that's awesome, Dixon. I know you got to run. Uh, the trials are February 13th. The women's race is after the men's. The men's start at 10.06 a.m. and then followed by the women's race at uh, 10.22. Just quickly, how do they, I mean, w- what's the course like? How does that work where the men and women are running the same course and uh i think it's a loop course and probably people passing other people and how does that work yes it is a loop course um i know it's like four six mile loops and one small loop early um so it's going to be incredible for spectators um you know i don't like i think you'll essentially be able to see runners easily you know eight times without even moving that much um for the athletes i don't know i've heard mixed things about the course um I've heard that it's pretty flat, pretty fast, but mm-hmm. I also know there's like a lot of turns. There's some, um, there's some U-turns on the course. Um, so in terms of how the athlete experience will be, that'll be interesting. But, you know, I don't think any of them will be too worried about that at the same time. Yeah. Well, I want you to harness Joanna and use her for whatever you can out there, you know, to get uh, any sort of information for Run Washington or sound bites that you and Charlie can't get to uh, because it'll be exciting to follow all 10 of these runners. Plus of course, uh, you know, the rest of the American field, which um, you know, will be a, a fast and exciting field to follow as well. Uh, I'm definitely really excited to go out there. Who, who do you think, who do you have any predictions on, on your top three on the men's and women's side? Oh man. Um, I, I think definitely risks. Um, and then I really, I don't know. The other two Mab, spots are, yeah. Maybe I Meb really, at 41 or whatever he is, yeah. Yeah, I mean, some people are acting now like Meb's like a 
locked in. But I mean, you know, in between a lot of his great results recently, he's also had some not so great results. So right. it's kind of hard to say how, well, how he, he's going to turn out. He he did beat me once. Yes, that is a feather in his cap. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. So, um, you know, I mean, he will have that confidence going into the yeah. race. So. <laughs> All and, right. Uh, and then on the women's side, you know, I think that Shalane and, and Desi will make it, and then you know, hopefully it'll be one of ours. Yeah, from DC. That's that's what I want to say. I love it. All right, Dixon, catch that flight because uh, the snow is coming, and uh, if you don't catch it now, um, we won't see you at <laughs> underneath the Whitehurst Freeway because <laughs> yeah. we're gonna do some running underneath the Whitehurst Freeway this week. Um, so yeah, there's also the tunnel in Bethesda. That's another tunnel in Bethesda. Place. Okay, good, good, yeah, good. Uh, three hundred. So you can do three hundreds in there. Nice. There you go. There's a good little nugget from uh, that's the, the the senior editor of Run Washington. It's Dixon Mercer. Uh, have a good flight, man, and we'll see you when you get back. Thanks for checking in. All right, thanks. That was fun. Talk All to right, you. there he goes. It's Dixon Mercer, senior editor of Run Washington. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back on Pace the Nation. All right, welcome back to Pace the Nation. Uh, that was Dixon Mercer. In the background, you can hear my two co-hosts coughing back and forth. It's like a coughing contest. So I'm sorry if the audio was a little muffled while we were trying to listen to Dixon because that was really good information. You sound like you have a gobstopper in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't really talk. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I was I was I was sick last week. Docs is currently sick. Joanna is it? happening to you now too no i have a new year's resolution i'm not getting sick well you were doing some sort of track workout and the wind and all that right yeah i was i did a track workout just a couple hours ago and it was pretty windy out so so i'm gonna say that's what it was maybe that was the reason why you were coughing joanna i would like some advice on how to not get sick because i can't think of a day this year i haven't (laughs) been sick Uh, i i made the wrong new year's resolution (laughs) that should have been that should have been mine not to get sick yeah, I waste I wasted my resolutions on on stupid stuff. Yeah, yeah like beards. You should be mm-hmm. focused on your health. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, that is a healthy beard, healthy life. Well, no, <laughs> I not? think that's like um, healthy wife, healthy life. No, no happy health, wife, happy <laughs> happy wife, happy life. I don't know. I guess I'm, that doesn't apply to Chris. I've been married that long. <laughs> um, thanks again to Dixon Mercer for joining us. Hope he catches his flight because we ran a little over, but. Um, he really is dialed in on the runners from the D.C. area. Man, I was impressed. Yeah, but I think that he gave our listeners bad advice on where to run yeah. in the snow. <laughs> because did. I think if you're, if you're running inside a tunnel yeah. uh, and it snows too much, you're going to get trapped in the tunnel. <laughs> you have to dig your way out. Well, yeah, bring a shovel. I guess it's probably, Or bring snacks. <laughs> yeah. Probably good for our normal D.C. snows, but yeah, maybe uh-huh. if there's three feet of snow. Uh, you might be. You're right. You might be trapped. Well, with the news coverage, I'm expecting that this is going to be like the movie the day after tomorrow, right? right. That's what. That's, that's what's what going to happen. Like. Uh, and Farley, you know that as a documentary, it's a. It's Expert. a. Yeah. Yeah. That's a. That's a documentary. Mm-hmm. It's in the same lines of making a murderer. Mm-hmm. Have you finished that yet? No, still three episodes in. Mm. Still three episodes in. It's a uh, redefinition of the word binge watching. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> All right. Well, thanks again to Dixon. Um, Looking forward to uh, the Olympic trials on February 13th. Joanna will be out there. and I will. Maybe we'll get Dixon back on to recap, and we'll have to hear your recap, too. I can't wait for well, that. Well, we, we should have Charlie and Dixon, and Absolutely. then we can all talk about it. That sounds awesome. When you're out there, mm-hmm. uh, try to see if you can get it to come up in casual conversation, how he did research 
uh, on whether or not uh, his teammate races with a shirt or not. That's a good question. <laughs> we were short on time, when, so we couldn't. Yeah, ask we, him. we we didn't. We weren't allowed follow up <laughs> questions. There were rules to to the interview and whatnot. Uh, but that that one did strike me because when he was like, I did some research on his races. I thought I, I thought the he was going to say something like, and he hasn't run a race before, or his right. it was his debut race, or something like this. I I could not have guessed that after. Hours and hours of research uh, <laughs> that, would that, come up. that that the answer uh, the con- the conclusion would be that uh, he doesn't race with a with a shirt. Well, maybe he was looking at microfiche pictures mm-hmm. <laughs> that showed him with no shirt on. It must be I, that's that's what I see. I just see him in the library, the library, yeah, going through microfiche, the library, and saying we're closed. If there is a podcast that, uh, in the country that talks more about microfiche, <laughs> I'd like to know it. Yeah, I would like to. Well, know somebody's uh, got to keep it alive. Uh, I guess so. uh, microfiche, Edison bulbs. Yeah, I, yeah, uh, we are we are the number one. We definitely there. are a, a niche market. Well, yeah. I did want to say that it sounds like uh, Kieran is a man after your own heart. It sounds like he's a long shorts guy. I know. Yeah. Long shorts guy one pair of shorts no shirt i yeah i'm digging it long shorts are are obviously cool and i can't run as fast as he can but maybe i can look like him so joanna uh you have a story i do have a story and we wanted to get to that and i have a story so you start with yours first and then farley will interrupt you midway and tell his story (laughs) before you finish okay um well i want to set the stage for this so it's this past tuesday night it's 8.37 p.m., and the temperature outside is 25 degrees, but it feels like 12 degrees. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, you know this because you were running by a bank. <laughs> right. You see the temperature. And, and it's right. temperature and time. <laughs> time and temperature. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So, I'm on my way home from work, and I see running down um, Pennsylvania Avenue, right behind the Capitol, a, a guy wearing a white t-shirt, white shorts, and no shoes. Mm, wow. White t-shirt, white shorts, no shoes. No shoes. It's uh-huh. 25 degrees outside. It's uh-huh. 8.37 at night, and he was just running down the street, and that's how he was dressed. And he mm-hmm. was, like, out for a run. He had headphones on. Mm-hmm. Barefoot running. Barefoot running in a t-shirt and shorts. Maybe he listened to our show about uh, the Run Free movie, and got motivated to do the barefoot running again well i mean i had some theories and okay. i hadn't uh-huh. thought of run that's free. not a good theory go ahead well my first theory was that he had listened to the podcast with chris lear and heard about uh-huh. the that guy who was running in his tidy whiteies yes. uh-huh. um and he was like well i can do that i can run barefoot i can run better yes okay could or be. he could have listened to our podcast about the running man aka british bulldog yep who used to run in the snowstorms with no shirt and short shorts. Could be. That's but true. He had shoes, though. But he did but, wear shoes. Yeah. Well, so, combo? Yeah. Combo. Because my, my second theory was that he was just listening to the podcast and that he was just inspired by the podcast. So, I think we can all agree that he's <clears> definitely <throat> a podcast listener. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And we've inspired him in some uh, way. Well, I mean, that's that's not debatable. No. The fact that he was <laughs> listening to the podcast and was inspired by us is not debatable. It's just, We're just which kinda, episode. Which episode, episode was yeah. it? Yeah. Struck a chord. Well, maybe he'll tweet in and tell us which episode it was. Yeah, hit us up on Twitter. Yes, if you are listening. The man which in of white. Course you are man in white. No shoe, man in white. Um, old. Joanna, you you make many observations on your walks home. Mm-hmm. You never told us the story about the Capitol Hill jogger. Oh, oh, the guy that I saw when I was walking to work. 
I mean, I'm not sure if you're walking to work, from work, yeah. to the grocery store. <laughs> so I was walking to work and um, running up to the Longworth building was a guy uh, in, a, in a full suit. And he has a Blackberry in one hand that he's talking on. And then his other hand, he has uh, his iPhone between his, his uh, pinky and his ring finger. And then he has a cigarette in the other two fingers. And he's mm-hmm. just running down the road. You see some wacky runners. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, and and I, I think that uh, it's her mission in life to, to report on this. Uh, she's a magnet for these wackadoos. Yeah. I don't understand yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. How, how do you think she landed on this show? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm just more observant. I mean, all these people are around you guys, too. I just yeah, see them. But you just... Well, I had a story. I was implying that we are the wackadoos. No, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Who uh, uses I, the word wackadoo? Uh, wackadoos. <laughs> I, <laughs> I had a story, and this is totally unrelated, but uh-huh. I just found the best racket in town. Uh-huh. Okay? I'm not going like to name... Like tennis uh, racket? Yeah, tennis no, or, I'm not gonna or name badminton. I'm not going to name the business, but here's mm-hmm. the story. I was mm-hmm. out at the dog park with my dog, mm-hmm. right? What a racket. Uh, so at the dog park uh, in Arlington... Uh-huh. The Sherlington one? Great dog park. I don't want to say because I don't want to call out the business that, okay. that I'm about to just uh, uh-huh. talk about here. So uh-huh. Now, I, in the in the uh, dog park, is there access to a water? Yeah, there okay. is access to water. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, a water... But that could be a lot of dog parks. Water oh, plays, not, not like water drinking, like access to like uh, a creek. Yeah, well, well water plays a, a significant role in this story here. So... Uh, I have London at the dog park. She's running around. She loves the dog park, as many dogs who are seven months old do, mm-hmm. uh, running back and forth, playing with other dogs. So she falls in this huge mud puddle and comes out just disgusting. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, fine for a dog. She loves it, but mud everywhere mm-hmm. on her coat, you know, um, mud in her paws. And, and I actually had to leave because I had a phone call. Well, there's no way Julie's out of town. There's no way I'm going to take the dog home in the car, be on the phone for this phone call for work, mm-hmm. and not you know I was going to have to clean her up somehow, at least a little bit. But I didn't have the cleaning materials that were that were needed to clean this dog mm-hmm. because you were unprepared. I was <laughs> I was prepared yeah. for right. a lightly. Um, dirty dog, mm-hmm. not a significantly dirty dog. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, even I, though it had just recently rained, and you were taking the dog to a muddy area, yeah, a muddy area where mm-hmm. she, you know, was mm-hmm. roughhousing with other dogs and mm-hmm. roughhousing, r- rolling around in this mud puddle. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it, it was, it was. Yeah, crazy. They should have a rule at the uh, uh, at the dog park: no roughhousing. <laughs> <laughs> she 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 enjoys the roughhousing and, mm-hmm. and playing with the other dogs. So I don't, I didn't mind that as much, but. The mud was going to be all over the car. So they have this uh, business that showers your dog or bathes your dog. Uh, after like the, a dog uh, grooming? Yeah, after the, yeah. Uh, you know. So it's like when you go to the beach and they have the showers there. Yeah, Somebody yeah, has, like, has a shower at has the dog Has a shower park. and, you know, you could do it yourself or you could have them Is this like a, like, a, like a truck, like a food truck? Or? No, it's a, it's a brick and mortar business there. That, that's uh-huh. set up next to the dog park. Set up next to it. I mean, I think that they're brilliant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty strategically set right up next to the dog park. Well, you say that, but I think that they're the ones that got the dog park there. <laughs> yeah, which came first? <laughs> well, no, I'm the, serious. I think they. I think they're the ones that got the dog park there, and probably 
so they drummed up business by right. opening a dog park. Not, also very smart. Either way yeah. we look at it, these seem like some smart yeah. people. And they probably littered the dog park with mud puddles, <laughs> which is even smarter. They yeah. go out there at night yeah. with a bulldozer yes. and just yeah. make I, I, I could see it. <laughs> so I take the dog and they said, hey, would you like to clean the dog yourself? And I'm thinking it would be just a quick shower like at the beach or we can do it for you and you can come back in 20 minutes. And I said, you know what? Do it for me. I'm in a rush. I got to make this call. Yeah. I go make the, make the call, come back 20 minutes. The dog is cleaned, shampooed. And, you know, I, I, I never ask what the price was. No, you never yeah, do that. That's yeah, that's dangerous. That's tacky. You got to pretend like you've been there before. But exactly. So I want to act yeah. like I've been there before. <laughs> I know how his brain works. <laughs> so I wanted to act like the cool guy. Yeah. So she I, she said uh would you like to pay cash or credit card i said oh yeah take my credit card i'm thinking yeah you know what is it a ten dollar oh, probably ten bucks. no 15, definitely not 9.99 definitely not. 15 dollar job 9.99 you know, 9.99 yeah. something like that so, so they you think you're not paying 10 bucks but really you're paying 10 bucks <laughs> right. Right. yeah so how much was it it was like i just got my car washed it was 36 dollars oh i was gonna say it was 60 so no it was 36 dollars. Yeah. that's a reasonably priced uh <laughs> dog bath <laughs> and, it, and it and not not only six dollars not only is that a reasonably priced uh dog bath that's a uh too much money to be spending for for a car wash <laughs> <laughs> so, so your whole your, your whole well, economy is out of whack <laughs> Well, oh, and then they have $36, and then they say, underneath it, they've got the line for the for tip. tip. yeah. A tip? $36? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, of course, I left him 10%. So, yeah. I ended up, you know, <laughs> ended up a $40 jobber. I didn't know what to tip either, because, mm-hmm. again, I want to act like I've been there before. Mm-hmm. And, you know. What did they charge if you washed the dog yourself? I, I didn't ask. I mean, I won't go back, but. Why? That's a like, and and on, now that you're a dog owner, you should go to a professional groomer and have them wash your dog and occasionally. I, and I appreciate small business, and I appreciate Joanna. What's their the hustle, what's but. the uh, what's the the frequency that he should go somewhere to have it professionally groomed? Um, well, you know, I give Lu- I give Luigi a bath twice a month. Yeah, how many times have you paid for a thirty six dollar dog? Well, wash? I will also say that my never is the answer. Never, but yes. my dog also does not go into mud puddles. He mm-hmm. is a very tidy dog. He doesn't roll around on the ground, and he doesn't mm-hmm. like to get his paws dirty. Just just like well, his owner Ryan does. Yeah, <laughs> Joanna also doesn't like to roll around in mud puddles. <laughs> well, I so like he to, makes so. my life easier. I but, will say that Joanna, do you cut his nails for him? I haven't had to uh, Mm because we live in the, um, luckily, well, luckily, unluckily, we live in the city. So um, the sidewalks uh, like file down his nails naturally. Uh, Well, the dog business, the dog uh, accessory business is a complete racket. I yeah, mean, there is money to be made there. But Farley, you love your dog. I do. Well, that's what they're banking on. That's how all of these dog things make money. I do. I should have wrapped her in like some sort of cellophane and then. Mm-hmm. Well, you should just keep like a towel or like I, a. I had something. a blanket. I'm telling you, it was like. <clears throat> yeah, blanket's a not a towel. Bomb went off on her and mud was everywhere. Mm-hmm. I don't think you know the physics behind <laughs> nuclear bombs, but. <laughs> well, it yeah. was a disaster. And mm-hmm. I had no choice but to go to this business. And I was just shocked when. Uh, mm-hmm. When it was thirty six dollars. So mm-hmm. again, I love small business. I appreciate everybody support everybody's supportive of my small business. I it's just not that much money. Okay. Like I don't think that they were unreasonable with this. Okay. All right. Well maybe I'm, what was maybe I'm the wrong. do you think that the value of London being cleaned 
was, was worth thirty six dollars. Yeah, that's what's important here. Yeah. Or I do mean, you do you think that it would it would have been worth fifteen dollars? Like, was it worth? Your point's very good because yeah. if the car had been a mess, yeah, it mm-hmm. would have been worth a hundred dollars. Because Julia's out of town, she comes back, and mm-hmm. then my life's in because in there. because while she's out of town, in, in the meantime of getting the car back to your house uh, and Julie coming back in town, there was no way you were going to clean that up. <laughs> so yeah, understood that that, yeah, that would have well, been a disaster. I mean, I well, when it, she got it's back. I mean it's also an issue of the value of your time. Like, did you want to take the time to clean the dog yourself, or well, did you want somebody else? My to time do it for isn't you? worth yeah. Well, it was how twenty much? minutes? Thirty six dollars times. Three. My time. Uh-huh. I, my time is. I yeah. wish my time was worth. Uh, you know that seventy dollars or eighty. Well, and the materials. Hour. But right. the, the, here's the question: Is is how like you should have found out how much would it cost you to wash the dog yourself? I'm really curious. Yeah. Because you know? typically unleashed, you can have them wash your dog, or you can do it yourself. And I think it's uh, ten dollars or twelve dollars to wash it yourself. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and but it's that. it's really nice though because Does that include the go ahead. Sorry. It does include the shampoo. Yeah. That's what I was gonna get at. And is it is it uh, flea repellent shampoo? I don't think so. Did you get a flea bath? <laughs> I don't think I got any of that. Yeah. I got none of that's the other. The, that's the premium. Yeah, uh-huh. I got zero accoutrements. I got a freaking clean dog. That's what I got uh-huh. for thirty six. No, forty dollars. Uh-huh. But I mean, maybe I should start bathing dogs. Apparently, I think so. I think so. You could charge uh, seriously. You could charge thirty five dollars, and Farley will feel like it's a discount. <laughs> All right. This is Pace the Nation. We are sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five area D.C. locations. Pacers Running is for every run. Uh, we also have a location in Princeton, New Jersey for our New Jersey listeners. And soon to have some dog grooming stations. And possibly <laughs> soon to have dog grooming stations. Tweet us about now, the Joanna, he is uh, opposed to, to uh, installing employee showers <laughs> right. in, in, in the stores, but no problem to put a big big dog tub. Well, if it's going to make me about 100 bucks an hour, I'm in. <laughs> Tweet us, let, you, let, let us know if you think that dog uh, grooming or dog washing was too expensive. I certainly did. And uh, I did not. And uh, we might read your tweet every week, just like Joanna's about to do right now. All right, so tweets this week. Um, we'll start with the prolific Kevin King, um, who said, Hey, William E. Docs, did you start the intro to episode 37 of Pace Nation slightly different? Heard the footsteps more. No. Did not. No, no. different. Same. No. I guess just because he's, he's listening for it is why he can hear it. Is that the only King tweet we're going to do? Because yeah. I, I wanted to, I mean, love that King tweets us. Uh-huh. I just wanted to say that. If you follow K-Daddy, he will let you know how to replace your egg avatar. Okay? It's in his... Uh, he yeah. gave the instructions. He gave the instructions. Yeah. So everybody with an egg, please go to K-Daddy and... We don't need to read it, but just replace your stupid egg avatar. Uh-huh. It really ir- they irritate me. They irritate uh-huh. me. Yeah. Do something. Your dog. Your face. I don't know. Uh-huh. Whatever. Do like your your dog taking a bath before yeah, they right. take Perfect. you for a bath. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, okay, and then Carter said, Pace the Nation, run Pace or William E. Docs. Two and a half months of work to grow a beard is not really work at all. It's actually the opposite you know of work. Good, good call, Carter. Now, see, first of all, Everybody knows it's a good call because you immediately liked that with your account, then logged in with the Pace the Nation account and liked it too. Yeah, you, you're cheating the internet when you're giving things multiple likes for multiple accounts. Well, I wanted to give you a dig. Yeah, I always like that. And then you responded, 
just hopping on there. <laughs> you have a good point there. It's laziness, not work. Yeah. That's what that's what uh, said. Yeah. And what did I respond? I said, a beard requires more upkeep and shampoo that I don't <laughs> otherwise need. So it's really more work. I didn't think about the shampoo angle. Yeah. yeah. I didn't think about the head and shoulders on the beard. Mm-hmm. I know. You're just thinking that it's great to pile on docks <laughs> while he's down. That's right. <laughs> Um, but my brother did weigh in on the beard, and he said, slightly biased given the, given the geography, but William E. Doc should totally go Viking with the beard. Yeah, I can't wait until my nieces can braid it. Ugh. <laughs> 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 All right, I guess we found out how Joanna really feels about the beard. <laughs> she almost hurled I, there. I have a... Um, <laughs> She's very down the middle last week. Yeah. But now... Well, that just made me cringe. All right. Yeah, it did. I have a. That's what Vikings have is they have braids in their beard. I, yeah, I don't know what a Viking has. I, I'll be. I'll go get a Viking. I'll be right back. I know what the Minnesota Vikings are. Yeah, he has braided beard. All right, Docs has left the studio. He apparently has a Viking. A Viking. A Viking. And, okay. He had a Viking in his bag. Yeah, but I was wrong about yeah, the braids. Yeah, I don't see any braids. No braids. I mean, my brother's basically an expert on Vikings, so mm-hmm. he can tell us if they had braids in their beards. He's a Game of Thrones and an expert on Vikings. That's his two wheelhouses. Well, okay. my brother's an expert on everything. Oh, he is? Okay. Yeah. All right, can't wait to meet Brother Russo in April. Oh, um, then tell Farley how much a dog bath should cost. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he can, he can do him. that, too. I'll yeah. ask him. All right. Yeah. Um, okay, so we also released rankings for episodes this week, um, mm-hmm. and uh, we asked people which episodes were their favorites. So Carter said uh, number 36, first one I listened to, loved the New Year's resolutions. Uh, I like that one. Good. Yeah. Um, William E. Docs said all the ones with William E. Docs. Mm-hmm. They all have William E. Docs. No, they don't. There's one that doesn't. Oh, yeah. All right. Just one? Uh, I think there's one and a half. Okay. Yeah, there is one and a half. You're right. Mm-hmm. Um, Satya Morthy also liked interviews with Sandwich Todd and discussion about William E. Docs coming back from injury. Yeah, those are those are those are good ones. Yeah, so I'm sure people have other favorites. Yeah, tweet us yeah. at Pace the Nation. Uh, so uh, Sam Matard, our show's resident nutritionist, uh, she tweeted mm-hmm. in uh, regarding our discussion of the eight ounce Reese's peanut butter cups oh. that we discussed in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said that our analysis of iron content was impeccable. Well, good for <laughs> us. Good. Look at look at us. Are you uh, sure? <laughs> Are you sure she wasn't being sarcastic? Probably not. She has an exclamation point. <laughs> OK. Uh, right. Yeah. Well, thank you, Sam. I got to get in touch with her. My, my nutrition this year is not uh, not started off well. Your nutrition this year is is uh, not meeting your um, lofty New no, Year's resolution standards. It's not. It's not. Uh, what what was your New Year's resolution regarding nutrition? Uh, to gamble more, eat more, <laughs> eat better, eat better food. Yeah, you could gamble it. with your foods too. Yeah, you could well, try some new that, things. Unfortunately. But uh, no, starting starting soon after I get over this cold. The thing is, Joanna is like with your your gambling. She's being very liberal with the with the word gamble. Mm-hmm. Farley was very specific. He wants to give money to a casino. <laughs> just casinos, because you know Texas just outlawed um, uh, online gambling with the fantasy football oh, teams. Daily, daily, the daily or, fantasy did, sports. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm not a daily fantasy sports guy. I like uh, yeah. I like casino gambling. But I don't give my money away 
mm-hmm. by the way. Had Not good, right away. Had a good weekend. Sometimes you give your money away to the ATM. <laughs> All right. Go on. Uh, so chasing mailboxes, uh, she tweeted in to say that she loved being part of the podcast. Um, if you'll remember, she yeah. was our bike expert. That's yeah. right. If you're wondering why she did that, she's on the third highest listened show. Yes, Mike Smith and Mary Gershima came in strong at number three. Mm-hmm. Impressive. Mm-hmm. Looking to climb the chart, sounds yeah, like. Absolutely. Yeah, Hopefully. she did a she she did a good job of uh, responding on Twitter to her fan base so that they can get those numbers, numbers up. up. Yep. That was that was a smart move by her. Smart move. It's like having a, a dog bath next to a dog park. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Very smart move. She's the savvy businesswoman. She's the dog baths of uh, Twitter <laughs> rankings. Yes, yes. Um, so we also have Lee Anna who tweeted, having a blast listening to all the beginning episodes I miss. They make the workday more interesting. Oh, Nice. Yeah, I want to know what what her wow, what she does that. for her job. Yeah, let, uh-huh. us, let us know what your job is. But thank you because I want to know uh, what the bar is. Yeah, thank you for <laughs> uh, listening to compared us. to like what if what if she like works at Chuck E. Cheese? Right. Uh, no, what would be fun? What would be a fun job? Well, like what if she's the person that's in charge of the baby panda at the Smithsonian? Yeah, exactly. Like that's an awesome job. So right. if that's what she does, and our we're making her workday more interesting, then yeah. that's we're amazing. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, I so, think she does do that. I think that is what she does for a living. Is, I'm pretty is, sure. Uh, Isn't there a panda in her picture? Yeah. So don't tweet us if that's what you do. We'll yeah. just assume that's what you do. But uh, wow, thank you for listening at work. That's we awesome. should get T-shirts that say uh, we make the baby panda at the dc zoo more interesting right that's a great t-shirt yeah um she also tweeted in about it pain she said that perhaps it pain is the male equivalent of the calf sniper that we talked about on the last show the calf heart attack calf heart attack in mm-hmm. technical terms i um, think so. yeah i think that the it ban is a gender neutral uh, it's a uni- injury universal yeah. mm-hmm. universal evil um i do feel like a lot of women suffer from it pain though I feel like coming into the store, it's more women than men. Yeah. I I mean, I would agree. There is, um, you know, I'm not an expert on this, but the Q angles, the hips, stuff like that. Dude, uh, <laughs> the, how you steal other people's uh, information well, you is guys were unbelievable. Just, you guys were just we silent were, we for were, seconds. We weren't moving fast yeah, enough. Yeah. I mean, dead air was let's, awful. Let's move this show on. <laughs> let's get it over with. <laughs> I didn't want to can, be the one to say that, but yeah. Can you elaborate on the Q angles? <laughs> no, I said I'm not an expert, but yeah. And I was hoping she'd jump in. I'm trying to yeah. move the conversation uh-huh. along. You guys are just sitting there, yeah. silence. So yeah. you, there was no transition from mm-hmm. that. Well, we're not on the radio yet, so silence is fine. I just yeah. cut it out. Oh boy. Okay. Um, so, but I think I think in the end, I think maybe actually she does bring up a point. I think you guys confirm this. I mean, even even though it's an injury that that yep. guys can get, um, uh, sounds like a more more uh, predominantly woman. I think issue. every girl that I've ever run with has had an IT issue at some point. And I I can't say the same about all of the guys that I know. The, the only thing I'll say about the IT band thing is the foam roller has uh, improved recovery on an IT band issue uh, dramatically. Oh, definitely. Right. Yeah. So you can uh, foam roll. Yeah, it's painful. I know. I know, I guys. See you, I see you foam rolling a good amount, Doc. Yeah. It looks painful, but it does work. It is painful, but it's 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 like running in the cold. You know, right. like. Running in the cold, the best part about running in the cold is when you finish. 
<laughs> you I know? Agree. And the best part about foam rolling is when you, when finish. you finish. I think the yeah. best part of running in the cold is the silence. All right. You're a big fan of this cold weather. You, you live in the city. You've, you don't know anything about silence. Well, it's quiet on cold winter days. It'll be quiet when there's three feet of snow on the ground. Yeah, it's going to be great. And you just hear the crunch, 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 yeah. crunch of your feet. Like our theme song. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, so I'm going to talk about one more of Leanna's tweets because she I like that she's tweeting us so often. And mm-hmm. um, she talked about number se- episode number 17. And she said that she cannot believe that none of us drink coffee. And she specifically said that she can't believe that I've never had a cup of coffee before. This is from episode 17. Well, when you get to episode 38, you'll hear my outrage uh, <laughs> that I was not singled out. I haven't had coffee either. Well, never in your life, Doc. Never, not a sip. And wow. you never, you never had a cavity either, right? Uh that's not true. Oh, okay. Well, actually, it might be true that I've never had a cavity. I think I had a corrupt dentist because I had like I, I had a cavity once, but I think that they just wanted my money mm. because I ne- they that. never showed me the X-rays or anything like this. Mm. And and also, um, my dentist told me. Oh, you, you're so lucky. We're never going to have to take your wisdom teeth out. I swear to God, uh, he was talking to the guy in the, in the um, seat next to me uh, while I was waiting, telling him about this new boat that he bought. And then he came in. He's like, let's get these wisdom teeth out. <laughs> I swear that's a true story. That's a great story. So yeah. wait. Oh, so you don't have your wisdom teeth? No. Yeah. It, it, I didn't need them taken out, mm. but he took them out. Do you have your wisdom teeth, Chris? I took them out. You, you cut have, yourself? No, no, I got them taken <laughs> yeah. out. So I, I take it you have yours? No, I had mine taken out when I was uh, in college. Yeah. It's a racket. It's a it, racket. Yeah, I, I didn't. Well, out. I have. I don't have enough room for them. I mm-hmm. have a small mouth, so they mm-hmm. there was nowhere for them to go. It's racket radio today. You, you, We're you, bringing up all these yeah. businesses that just you know fleece people. Believe it or not, I have a big mouth, so I could <laughs> I had room for the wisdom teeth. Yeah. But it was really scary. It was the first operation I'd ever had in my life before, mm-hmm. and um, they didn't put me under. They just numbed my jaw. Yeah. And I I didn't know what to expect, so they give me one shot of I guess is Novocaine, and mm-hmm. then the dentist or the um it's not a dentist that does it. What is it? It's in. The assistant, the hygienist. No, no. it's an orth. Um, yeah, they, orthopedic they are like surgeon. A surgeon. Not an but, orthopedic. But it's not. Surgeon. It's not. It's, there, there's some type of surgeon. Though. Yeah, they're, um, they're a different level of a dentist. It's yeah. a. Uh-huh. Well, Let's call your brother. Yeah, whatever. We, we're not phoning a friend on the right. show. But right. anyway, so right. that guy, and he starts to take out my wisdom teeth, and I flinched because the Novocaine hadn't worked. Yeah. And I didn't. I thought it was supposed to hurt because I didn't know what surgery was supposed to be like. Um, and he took one tooth out before he was like, can you feel this? And then, wow. he, had, then he had to stop and give me I more. was totally out. I did like the laughing gas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he just, just did, did you do the laughing gas? I don't do they call it laughing gas. I think they yeah, do. They, yeah, they do. Uh, technically, it's not, but the doctors will call it laughing gas. How out, how out were you for, for how long after you had your wisdom teeth taken out? What do you mean out? Well, like my older sister, she milked it for a week. You know, oh, well, so my parents came down. I was still in college and my parents mm-hmm. came down and they didn't actually let me do anything. So they they made me talk and like go out and do activities with them. And I remember we were at a restaurant in Georgetown and my mom had been like talking to me all afternoon. And then my mouth starts bleeding profusely because yeah. you're not supposed to talk and you're supposed yeah. to just sit at home and ice. Yeah, I didn't get to do that. OK, so so how long were you, how long did it affect you? Four hours. 
Okay, that's good. Wow. Because I was out a day. I ran. So. I, I I ran the next day. Like I did a workout the next day. It didn't and, really bug me too much. Yeah, and everybody was like, "Oh, you're gonna be. Oh, it's gonna affect you for for weeks and weeks." And you know, like, I, I think I I think I did a disservice to everybody who tries to milk the uh, the wisdom teeth bit. You know, that was your chance. I could have helped everybody, but I was like, "Yeah, but there's no big deal. I'm gonna go run." Did they give you Percocet? No, they gave me Percocet, but I didn't take any of them. I didn't. I don't take painkillers. All I did, I put like a tea bag in my mouth. So I think we're talking about tweets. Yeah, no <laughs> coffee, no painkillers for that guy. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Yes. <laughs> um, so finally, we have a tweet of the week. So I, we have finally had a tweet that I have deemed worthy of winning a race entry into one of our Pacers races. Well, let's send this to the scientists to see what, what it takes to uh, get Joanna's approval. And you've and you have a, uh, you've won a race of your choice, either the First Down 5K, uh, the Love to Run You're With, or the uh, Four Courts Four Miler is the, is the three races that you can choose from. Or, for today's show only, the Olympic Trials. <laughs> for the Olympic, <laughs> the Olympic Trials. trials. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so jog to run JBM said at Pace Nation finished binge listening to Pace Nation best segment Joanna's recap of the Richmond half so real. Also loved Ragnar Tales and Pace Nation tune. Nice, I I love that you just binge listen to the show. I I, I do too. I love that uh, you you called out specifics from a number of different episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so thank you for. Catching up and and joining our program and tell a friend, let other people know that uh, how much you enjoyed the binge listening and and let, let us know what's the plan from episode thirty eight since you listen you binge listen the first thirty seven episodes, what's the plan for episode thirty eight to seventy four? Are you going to wait until seventy four is released and then binge listen to to <laughs> season two, uh, or are you going to now listen once a week? And then get upset with us that we're not putting out uh, episodes in real time. I suggest not getting upset, but listening weekly because Mm -hmm. interacting with the show is more fun. Yeah. Yes. And we have activities in the meantime, like happy hours and runs. And also, since you were Tweet of the Week, if you wait too long uh, (laughs) to claim your prize, it will have to be the love the run you're with in 2018. Good, Good point. All right. Well, that's the tweets. So people continue to give us good tweets of the week, and maybe you can win a race entry. Pace the Nation is the Twitter handle. Uh, Joanna reads them every week. And then me and Farley comment on them. (laughs) I like the way we close the door on that segment. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, this week in the news, all the news. It's in running that's interesting to your hosts. Mm-hmm. We read every week here. Ooh, we got real specific with uh, this <laughs> with the description to, to this segment. Yeah, that's a new bit. Interesting mm-hmm. to the hosts. Yeah, well, I just want to make sure that people don't say, well, what about this new what story about this that one? you didn't cover, this one that mm-hmm. you didn't cover? Well, you know what? Mm-hmm. It wasn't interesting to mm-hmm. this host or that host or that host. No, it's good having uh, very specific qualifiers. That's good. This week, uh, you can sign up for the New York City Marathon. The new the, the 2016 version of the New York City Marathon is November 6th, uh, and it'll be, as usual, 
250,000 runners, one of the biggest, if not the biggest, uh, marathons in the world. Great, great event. Docs has run it. I've run it. Joy, mm-hmm. have you run the New York City Marathon? Yes. All right. I thought so. I thought all three hosts had what, run it. What was your favorite borough, Joanna? <laughs> um, I have to say Manhattan because yeah. I was just happy to be finished. Oh, Manhattan, right. no doubt. Being done is, is the best. Uh, so that is open. So if you want to do the, the New York City Marathon, they, they take probably about, uh, I'd say, half the people, probably maybe 40% of the people who uh, uh, attempt to sign up uh, actually make it into the race. Mm-hmm. Uh, Did you think I'd say Staten Island? <laughs> yeah. Getting out of Staten Island. Also this week, uh, big news from the marathoning world and relevant for this week as we talk to Dixon about uh, the Olympic marathon trials. Uh, one one of the, the, the guys who people considered a favorite to make the Olympic team, his third consecutive Olympic team, was Ryan Hall. Uh, this week he retired. Uh, one of the fastest marathoner in American history and the only U.S. athlete to break one hour for the half marathon announced his retirement at the age of 33 on Friday. Wait, why did he retire? Well, he was... Um, He's had a lot of health issues, I think. Suffering from fatigue. And, uh, you know, I think he was just... Can I retire? I'm suffering from fatigue. (laughs) He also adopted four children. Yeah, I think it was just the grind of running and life and all that. Um, You know, I think it just takes its toll. I I do agree with you though. When I first started at the Library of Congress, they ha- you have a meeting with an HR representative, and they help you plan your uh, retirement portfolio. Mm-hmm. And she asked me at what at what age I wanted to retire, and I yeah. I think I told her twenty eight. Yeah. Okay. Well. And then what'd she say? You got a couple years. She that. laughed at me. All right. <laughs> uh, that does sound good. I want to retire at twenty eight as well. Yeah. Two years from now would be nice. That's great. <laughs> Uh, Hall was an Olympian in 2008 and 2012, and it was uh, fatigue and uh, low testosterone, he said. so. You know, one feather he doesn't have in his cap. What's that? I don't believe he's ever beat me in a race. <laughs> <laughs> Meb has. Meb has. But, yeah, so but, Meb, yeah. is, Meb has a better career. Yeah. And, and as Dixon said, that'll give Meb some confidence going into the race. I agree with that. I used to say that about uh, Adam Goucher in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, it, I, when I was listening to the show with Chris Lear, it, I, re, I remember that story. We'd go on these runs and everybody would talk about how great Adam Goucher was. And, mm-hmm. and I would say, big deal. He's never beat me in a race. <laughs> like I've, I, I've, you know. And Harris, a uh, Pacers employee, works up at, mm-hmm. at the Princeton store. He used to get so mad at me for saying that like, because he thought I was serious or something. Like, yeah. Like that, that was really a point to discount. Right. Well, you were a good runner, but you weren't the Adam Goucher quality. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was just... Okay, yeah. so maybe for our listeners, right, that, that right. needs to be thrown out <laughs> there. I wasn't running yeah. at nationals no, and stuff you, like you that. So, you weren't. Um, he was clearly better than me and clearly a great runner. So, it was like a, just a stupid thing to say. And Harris funny. would get mad at me because he thought that I was serious, I guess. I don't know why anybody would ever take you seriously. Yeah, I know. That's, seriously. A, that's like that's every day of my life. It's, it's, uh, I, I, I asked that question three or four times. It's that time again. Time for Clarendon construction updates. It's been a long, long time. Yeah. Uh, I know this is a segment people have missed. Uh, a little bit different this time, though. I'll be reading the Clarendon construction updates because Joanna's over in Navy Yard now. Mm. And uh, she has no idea, so she'd be she surprised. Yeah, yeah, she would be surprised. Uh, you know, the 
exterior of the building has been finished for months now, as Joanna chronicled earlier in our, our program. Mm-hmm. Uh, for all those binge listeners, you know what we're talking about. Uh, now we're going to do the interior of the uh, store. And if you've been in the store recently, uh, you probably have noticed that it is a little sparse in there. And uh, that's because we are going to start construction next week after the snowstorm. Hopefully the snowstorm is less than what they're projecting. Uh, No, I disagree. I hope it's more than they're projecting. I can't tell you how little I want. Second, uh, you're making a big mistake. You should get all of the people, uh, all the contractors, into the store. Oh yeah! Like and and just tell them you're. We're just gonna have you for one hour. I'm gonna pay you for one hour, <laughs> right. and then get them snowed in, mm-hmm. and they have nothing else to do but work on the store, and then you don't have to pay for that. That's this is actually plan. a good plan. That's a great. That's a great plan. Yeah, um, just thought of it. And <laughs> that's a good idea. Uh, the other, the other thought I have about the Clarendon construction update segment because we play music in the background. Yes, um, we can't edit this segment at all. <laughs> so you have so to like. You better make sure that what you say. Yeah, if works. you're gonna speak up in this yeah. segment, you better uh, yeah. say something good. Right. Uh, all right, Dax. I haven't thought about that, but that's not bad. Uh, that's not bad advice. Although I'd have to get on the horn with the contractors very quickly. Mm-hmm. Even better, tell them, invite them over. You want to talk about something, and and just have like your bring the, your tools from home. I don't think this type of construction is just going to need like a hammer and a <laughs> Phillips screwdriver. I think it's going to be uh, a little bigger than that. And and a butter knife. Yeah. No, it's going to be a little more than that. It's going to be very exciting. Uh, there's going to be an entire new look feel of the Clarendon store. We should be done in, I don't know, uh, stay tuned, and, and we'll let you know. But hopefully, you know, six to eight weeks. But they will be starting this next week. Well, finally, Docs, uh, I was a little surprised when Dixon mentioned that Susanna Sullivan uh, went to Notre Dame and ran at Notre Dame that you didn't have any comment. For her, I was going to, that. but yeah. um, I tried to hold back a little bit, a little bit yeah. during that interview. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I understand. Uh, I remember we had Molly Huddle on the show, and you mm-hmm. asked uh, her about the obscure. Uh, well, keeping in mind, uh, Dixon tradition was talking about Dame. somebody right, that went right. to Notre so he Dame. Know these he obscure, wasn't the one that went to Notre Dame. He doesn't Dame. know those obscure yeah. traditions. Uh, well. Although he does know that another guy ran with no shirt on. He uh, does do some race. deep investigating. So maybe so, he would know this yeah. stuff. Well, well, I would like you, since you're going to the Olympic tri- Marathon Trials, Joanna, to uh, ask Susanna Sullivan about this crazy Notre Dame tradition, which is what, Docs? Remind us. Going to the cabin? How they, crazy. Oh, okay. Maybe it's not crazy. But no, it I'm crazy. probably not going to no. ask her. No. no. All right. That's fine. We have a we have a couple Notre Dame listeners, and I know we like to cater our content to the audience. But mm-hmm. All right, maybe not. All right, thanks again to our guests today. We had Steve Lyko in studio. He is the social media director for Pacers Running and Pace the Nation. We also had Dixon Mercer, who is the senior editor for Run Washington. Uh, two good guests today. Look forward to hearing from Dixon again and Joanna after the Olympic trials. 
And hopefully next week Farley recovers from this illness that he's getting us all sick from yeah. <laughs> and can bring a little bit more energy to the studio. Well, I did bring you guys snacks here today. Oh, you brought those? Yes, I did. Oranges for you guys. I, I brought clementines. clementines. Oh, they're clementines? Okay. Wait, I brought those. All right. Well, I brought you both clementines because I wanted to make sure that uh, you brought... Are you, you seriously didn't get them out of this bag? No, I did not. Because I brought clementines as well. Okay. What are the chances that we would both bring clementines? Oh, wow. Know. Great minds think alike. I guess so. Uh, lastly, I brought a pair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> typical. <laughs> how, how much snow are you predicting? Joanna. Uh, seven inches. Yeah. Docs. Dude, if it's not more than, uh, if it's less than two feet, I'm going to be so mad. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to be so mad. I'm hoping for two inches. I'm, I'm, I'm expecting five inches. I can't, you and I could not be more po- polar opposites on how much snow we want. But you're very in sync with the Clementines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, that's true. But also, just for the listeners, uh, Farley literally gave us the clementines he brought right now. All right. At the very end of the um, show. He's leaving in two minutes. The show's over, and now he's giving us snacks. So, A-plus for bringing snacks. Let's work on the delivery. <laughs> All right. That's William B. Docs. I'll work on that for next time. And for Joanna E. Russo, I'm Chris Farley. This has been Pace the Nation. We'll see you next week.